going on, all you samurai assassins out there? Fat Samurai Guy is here with... It's your boy, Frank of Korea, a.k.a. Frank White. We gave white chocolate. Ow! You know how I do. <laughs> like, I just had to let you introduce yourself, my brother. I just, I can't do it justice, you know. I just can't do it justice. How you doing out there in the East Coast, man? Get it down back. Uh, uh, man, hanging in there, you know, this coronavirus thing, man, pandemic thing is like got everything unlocked, so. Yeah. You know, just trying to survive, basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's all we can do, man. I'm glad you're doing you're doing the best you can out there and you're doing well. Uh, but thanks for joining the podcast and coming on the show. We really appreciate that. And no, no, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, for those uh, that are new and uh, they were just now listening to the podcast or those who are watching us right now, go ahead and let them uh, know a little bit about yourself. Tell them about yourself. Well, uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Frank Korea. I'm a, a martial artist, actor, filmmaker, choreographer, uh, jack of all trades, basically. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I love what I do. And I also have a, a no strictly no-budget independent film group on uh, youth, on uh, Facebook, you know, to help other no-budget filmmakers and upcoming filmmakers, you know, uh, get their films done. And, you know, we all got to help each other get to the top, basically. That's it, man. And that was one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I wanted to bring you on the show and just sh- shoot the shit with you and talk about movies because yeah, uh, we've come across each other a couple of times on Facebook and you would post stuff and I would comment and I would post stuff. And it seems like majority of the time we kind of like the same type of genres, horror, martial arts and sci-fi and whatnot. And that's kind of how we kind of got yeah. to know each other a little bit and communicate back and forth. And I was like, all right, this guy... This guy Frankie, he like he like the same shit I like. I, this guy, he like all the martial yeah. arts movies and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, I gotta yeah. talk to this guy more. You know, and your your another reason why I wanted to get you on here is because you're very passionate, and uh, your live videos that you post on Facebook, you're very passionate about uh, being a indie filmmaker, and you're very passionate about the 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 medium itself making movies, what Hollywood's up to, what the what they're doing in foreign countries, how they how they compare action choreography from older films to newer films and and all that stuff. And you're very right. you're very passionate. And I, I feel like uh, I wanted to spread the word with this show and let other people know about you and, and how passionate you are. And and we gotta represent man, we gotta represent the genres we love. You know what I mean? We gotta get it out there. Cause yeah. you know let's let's be honest. A, a Disney Pixar film most likely will make more money on the weekend than your badass action martial arts film. You know, you know how it is. Yeah, exactly. If we ever get one, I mean, John Wick. What was that? John Wick two? No, actually, The Hunt was actually the last one. Right, was that right. Actually, the last action martial arts horror film or whatever. And I believe that did well, too. I don't think that bombed. Uh, well, you know, remember, remember, they, they remember uh, at, at one point, they, they, they uh, are we allowed to curse on here? Oh, yeah, I curse all the time, man. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Well, when, when, when the hunt was supposed to come out, the motherfuckers and, and the government fucking pulled it because of, uh, you know, the, they were saying, like, white-collar people were hunting people for sport or whatever. And we had to wait a year for it to come out. So when it did come out, uh, they were going through some shit uh, with uh, 
where they were the you know, actually with the um, Hollywood was going through some shit where they uh you know they were gonna stream it. well actually no it was like uh, was that uh, Universal I think they came is uh said that they were gonna start streaming it instead of instead of uh, putting it in the theaters and right. AMC and Regal theaters got pissed off and was like we'll never play your film or whatever but so it was streaming but it was uh you know I think it did good doing with the yeah. streaming because I mean like everybody in my and their mother watched it that I did. Uh, you saw it right. Actually, I I have it in my queue. I've been meaning I I have not seen it yet, but it's in my queue to watch. I know, I know. <laughs> but no, Yo, that movie's me, bananas, man. I know, I know. Knowing me though, no, knowing me, I'm probably just gonna end up buying it on Blu-ray. You know, because I like to support uh, physical media. Still, you know me, I gotta go get them fat pickups. Yeah, I mean. It's definitely worth it. I tell you that. Like, like, like if, like if I was gonna buy a Blu-ray, I would definitely buy that. And if you yeah. don't have upgrade, I would tell you to get upgrade. But you have to have upgrade already. Oh yeah, yeah. We we got upgrade. We we that was we love uh, that movie. Let, 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 let me show you what I just got. All right, uh, what you got? You, you know, uh, do you know um, Eon Friel from uh, from Action Elite? Yeah. I'm okay, aware, so yeah. he uh. So for my birthday, he knew that I wanted to see this movie for a while, and I can't, I could never find it anywhere. And uh, he said, "Hey, bro, I got you a present. What's your address?" So, from all the way from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, wherever he's at, he sent me this. I don't know if you can see. That. Oh shit! Did, did, did you see this yet? Oh yeah, it's kick ass, man. Oh man, so you got one on me, then. So yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen it yet, man. It's it's Mike you know it's Mike at his finest. Oh man, like yeah. you know, I got it. I got it mixed up. I thought I thought beat. I bought. I thought beat Takeshi. Fucking uh, what did it? And then they're like, no, they're like Takeshi Mike, and I'm like, ah, it's like I thought they were the same person all these fucking years, man. They're like, no. <laughs> hey, it's all good, like, man. Damn. I'm I'm horrible with names too. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, man, Takashi Miike, you know, 13 Assassins, Audition, Ichi the yeah. Killer, you know, the, the Dead or Alive trilogy, which I still need to watch. I heard that's a crazy bonkers gangster trilogy. I heard it's insane. Uh, but yeah, he did that. I it's it's I, entertaining. It's pretty good. That. Which one? That's crazy. No, I said I've seen all the ones you named except for the, except for the last one, the trilogy. Yeah, I heard, it's, I heard it's pretty entertaining. I heard it gets, I heard it gets pretty crazy. They get over the top. Which is always fun, uh, but yeah, I mean yeah. that was an, another reason why I wanted you on the show was be, again going back to you mentioning your Facebook group. Uh, what was it? The strictly mm. what was it? Strictly no budget film. What was it? Filmmaking group. Yeah, yeah. Strictly no budget filmmakers group. Uh, filmmakers we've been open group. for like four. Yeah, we've been open. I, I opened it up about four months ago, and we're about fourteen hundred strong already. Yeah, I mean I, I delete mean, a lot. And that's that's really awesome uh, of you to create something like that because I accidentally uh, I misunderstood what the group was at first, and I accidentally posted something mm-hmm. on there just showing the love, you know, showing the love of other in, other indie filmmakers. But it was a it was a different type of group. It was it was a group most you know uh, created so every you know build help build the community of indie filmmakers and and they can reach out for help. You know, that's that was what the group's for. And I think that's awesome, man, that people can go on there and reach out and, 
display their stuff too because I saw that on there there's some people posting shorts that they made and stuff like that yeah. and reaching out and the community's building. I mean, look at the the followers are insane, and uh, you know, they, yeah. uh, for that to grow that fast. I but when I accidentally posted something on there, I removed it. I followed the rules. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> when I when I posted something on there, um, immediately, mm-hmm. like immediately, somebody uh, posted underneath or commented, "Hey, is this movie still coming out? Do you? I have you know I handle a little catering service. I can bring sandwiches to the set." Let me know what you guys need. That I'm, I was like, whoa! I was just like, this was the response from the the indie filmmaking community. That was really fast. Uh, that was like five minutes after I posted that that trailer to yep. that movie, and I was like, wow! Look at this is really awesome, man. Yeah. And I, yeah. I noticed a lot of people uh, probably has anyone reached out to you for help as well? They're always reaching out, right? Asking you for advice and stuff. Um. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, let me, let me, I got to tell you about what happened the other day. I, okay. I don't know if you caught the Facebook Live. Um, but, um, you know, I always tell people, like, if you have any uh, problems with people, you know, trolling you or cyberbullying or, or uh, you know, making fun of you or whatever, and instead of giving criticism or, you know, trying to help you out, let me know. If it's somebody, if you, let me know anything. You private inbox me, whatever. And uh, unfortunately, I did not know that there was a person in the group that was a creeper. Oh, shit. And, um, okay. Yeah, and uh, the thing was is that two guys, I didn't, and, you know, when, you, when you're not friends with people, they, when they send you a message, it, it, it gets blocked, and you have to go into your settings to look at, you know, to look at the, you know, who, who's, who messaged you privately or whatever. Yeah. And you'll, it'll have, like, a blocked face or whatever. So... I had two messages, one from one day, one from another day, and they, they were like, hey, I don't know what you... They both said practically the same thing, but one was sexual, the other one was somewhat sexual, but more towards, you know, using. Right. And they were basically saying that there was a guy in the group that preys on young male upcoming independent filmmakers and tells them that he'll help them and he'll get them to the top and blah, blah, blah. But then what he tries to do is, you know, get in their pants, basically. Really? So... Yeah, and that uh, and that he also does it to you know young kids, young guys like 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 teenagers and you know eight, you know still like that. So he's like you know they that want to become filmmakers and actors or whatever. Right. And he manipulates them basically. So basically, the one guy said that he raped that he, he was raped by him, and the other guy was like he tried to, but he caught it in time. You know, and he realized what he was doing. Yeah. So they told me the guy's name, and I, I immediately blocked him from the room. I contacted Facebook. I, I put an urgent message on it, Good. and Facebook said, "Thank you for uh for you know telling us about this. He will be blocked from Instagram and Facebook Good. for forever." He, he's, so I was like, "Yeah, I, you know, there's too many there's too many people like that preying on innocent people that are that are trying to get somewhere. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, been going on a- since the this has been going on since Hollywood began. Like you know, young girls used to go out there and young boys used to go out there like." You know, look at Rock Hudson. Went out there, they were like, hey, let me put it in your ass. You know, next thing you know, he's a fucking star. Yeah. Man. You know, so, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. So that's what happened. So that's we, unfortunate, we, but, uh, you know, hmm? props to you for doing what you do, doing what you did and calling that guy out and reporting him. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's the, that's the negative parts about the social media. 
uh, that's out there is that yeah. you get you get the assholes, you get the you get the you get the you get the trolls, and then you get the assholes, mm-hmm. and then you get the ones that want to mm-hmm. take it, uh, you know, uh, take it a, a level further. And those yeah. are the ones that you know we got to get rid of them, man. So props for you for doing what you yeah. did, man. I applaud that. So, but yeah, other than that, room, other than that, the fa- mm-hmm. the the group has been pretty positive though overall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah always, a lot of love, always, like you know. You got to get rid of that. You got to get rid of the the riffraff. So, you know that just yeah. comes with the, the territory. Only thing, you know the thing that thing the only thing about the by having a group that bugs me out is that <clears throat> before you join, like you said earlier, before you join, like there, I have there's only there's only three questions to answer to join the group, and then I mean actually I'm sorry there's only two questions to join the group, and then you have to agree to the to the rules and conditions, which is there's only three rules: no soliciting unless I approve it. Uh-huh. Uh, no trolling or internet or, or internet uh cyber you know cyber trolling or whatever. And you, if you're a member of the group over two months, thirty days uh, within between thirty and sixty days, you must like, share, or post something. Right. You cannot be in the group and just feed off of every, you know take from everybody's post and not post anything and contribute. Right. Got to you know contribute. What I'm saying? Yeah. 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 That no, makes sense just come to me. Group and join just because, you know. Yeah. But. You know, pretty much from what I, every time I try to visit there, it's all been nothing mm-hmm. but positive posts and the love for yeah. the, the love for indie filmmakers, that whole community is, is growing and getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And do you have any advice before we, before we get on more about you and what inspired you, mm-hmm. do you have any advice out there for anyone that just wants to just, Hey, I got no money, but I got a camera. Um, I would say any advice uh, for future indie filmmakers. You know, there's a lot what was that? Yeah. Okay. So for so for upcoming independent filmmakers, like if you if you really want to do it, don't let no, no don't let nothing stop you. I mean, you can this day and age, you can grab your cell phone, you can you know grab a you know a little cheap like hundred twenty dollar four K camera and mm-hmm. shoot your movie. It doesn't matter if you have a script or you don't have a script. Just do it. Whether it's a short film. Or you want to go shoot up, shoot for the shoot for the moon, and do a feature film? You know, yeah. do it. Don't let nobody tell you that you can't do it because you don't have the X, Y, Z. You know, if you got drive, determination, dedication, like I always say in my, my post, then just do it, man. Don't let nobody fucking put you down. That's just right. follow your dream and go, no matter what it is. Yeah. So just get out there. And- yeah. In the words of Rodriguez. <laughs> nice. One of our one of our favorite directors, obviously. Do you know Do you know if he's doing uh, Alita: Battle Angel two, or or if he's on to another project? Have you heard anything? I, I I heard that they were they were they were they were working on doing one doing it, but I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's when it's gonna if it's gonna happen or when it's gonna happen. But um, I know that right now he's getting ready, and I and I've been waiting for. Old, over a year now to watch uh he's getting ready to release uh red 11 which one's what's that one red 11 is, is the is the movie that he shot uh was he shot it last year was it i think he shot it last year or the year before last um with uh with the with a budget of five with a five thousand dollar budget no i'm sorry with a seven thousand dollar budget okay he said that he wanted to pay homage to uh to it was like i think it was uh el mariachi's uh 30th anniversary or something like that. What? So he wanted to do a movie. Yeah. So what he did was he did he he did a he he made a movie about 
his life experience. Like, you know how, did you read Rebel Without a Crew? No, no, no. Okay, so, okay, so you probably didn't know the stories then. Anyway, but, okay, so there, there's a, you know, uh, when he, when he, before, in order for him to do El Mariachi, he, he you know, he joined, a, uh, he was in college, he joined a, a guinea pig uh, group to lab, at a lab to make money, he sold his body to take drugs or whatever to, uh, you know, to make the, to make money for his movie. So he became a guinea pig taking all these pills and stuff like that at the college that he was a part of. So uh, what he did was he took his life experience from that and made it into a suspense thriller horror called Red Eleven, where it's about a kid who is in college and needs money to survive, and he, he donates his body to, uh, to the lab, and they, they're paying him for it, but he's having side effects. Okay. They didn't even drop, he didn't drop a trailer for it yet either. I'm, I'm fucking dying over there. I'm already interested. That sounds really interesting. And it's a short. Yeah, he like it kind, of, it kind of reminds me of like the faculty type shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's like a young, it's like a young pretty pretty white boy, and then it's a young a couple young you know pretty girls and stuff like that. Like all everybody in there is like like the early twenties and stuff like that. But it's based on his story. But so it's it's pretty dope. Okay, okay, and it's a short. It's a short. No, it's a feature. Oh shit! Okay. All right. Yeah, it's a, it's a feature. It's gonna it's gonna premiere on Tubi TV. I think uh, this month or next month. Okay. All right. Thanks for uh, letting me know about it. Okay. Now, now I now I know. You know we gotta yeah, you gotta, you gotta follow you know, our I, we gotta I, follow I, our boy Rodriguez. I'll let you know. Yeah, man. Keep me posted oh, on that yeah. one. Did you did you just because you no, your, your audio cut out for one but, second? Did you say the faculty earlier? Did you say it reminded you of? Oh the faculty? yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I said that. Yeah, I said that. Uh, that the Red Eleven has like that has that um has that resemblance to to the faculty. Like it's like young, you know, young, pretty, you know, young, right, pretty, right, right, teenager right, looking right. people. Like that's right. what he used. It's just it's his story. It's his life experience. But you know, he hey, got all these like up and coming. You know, I kind of like the faculty, man. I kind of think it's an underrated movie. What do you think? I I. I, I loved it. I mean, uh, you know, at, when it first came out, I honestly didn't even know it was a fucking movie. Because they were like, you know, it was like, every time they showed it, it was like a Tommy Hilfiger commercial with them showing, like, the Hilfiger, they're all wearing Hilfiger clothes and everything. And I'm, I'm like, and there's, like, the fact that they're coming soon. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then all of a sudden, like, 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 like that summer, I think it was that summer, that's yeah. when they were like, you know, Robert Rodriguez presents the faculty. And I'm like, oh, shit, it was a movie. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, yeah, I saw. Uh, I, know, I I enjoyed me and my buddies. I, I, yeah, me and my buddies enjoyed it when we saw it back in theater back in the day. So I I think it's underrated. Not that many people really talk about it. I think it's a fun flick, man. You know what? Yeah, I mean, don't, my only downfall with it is that I wish they would have showed that that fucking that the chick that was the alien I, I, and then she jumped in the water. I yeah. wish they would show that. I would. I wish would have showed all that full frontal. Man. <laughs> I wish they would have showed all. That. I wanted to see that fucking bush, man. I wanted to see that bush back. She had a badass body, and all you could see was a silhouette, man. I want to see that, <laughs> hit, that pussy hit, you know what I'm saying? I think it was just a back shot, and that was all we got, right? I think we just saw the back, and that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then she started walking forward, and it was like it was like a dark silhouette. Yeah. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> and then she jumped into the water and turned into that big-ass alien or whatever. <laughs> Elijah Wood, go figure. Yeah, man. Elijah Wood. Oh, he was man. he was the lead in that movie, right? He yeah, it was like it was kind of like 
it was Elijah. He was like the uh, nerd. Yeah, it was it was Elijah. Um, damn, what's his name? He, you know, he disappeared off the face of the earth. But uh, Josh Hartnett and, yeah. uh, and Usher, it was those three. They were like the they were like the the, the big dogs. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Famke Jensen, yeah. she was one of the teachers. Yeah, Robert Patrick was was the coach. Selma Hayek was the nurse, and then we had I think with John yeah. Stewart was one of the teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fun. It was a fun yeah, cast. Yeah. It's a fun movie, man. So, those of you that are listening and watching right now, we highly recommend you check out The Faculty, directed by Robert Rodriguez. All right. So, yeah. before we get into other films and and, and good shit. What yep. was one of your inspirations? Or just tell me if there's multiple. Tell me what what move what's what type of movies inspired you, and what actor and directors inspired you? Uh well, uh, let's see. Um, the movie that that inspired me, believe it or not, was Revenge of the Ninja. Dude, dude. <laughs> That's a fucking fun movie, man. Yeah. I, was, I, I was I was going crazy when I I saw you know you know Shokuzugi you know going you know doing flips and throwing ninja stars and everything. I was like, oh man, I got I, I said this. I want to be a ninja. I want to be in the movies. <laughs> and then my uncle my uncle introduced me to Chuck Norris, and that the rest was history. That that became my, he became my idol. I watched. My, I remember doing a, a binge, you know, because. VHS back then was like a dollar five to rent or whatever, and so we yeah. went like we went. My uncle, my uncle put me on Jim Kelly and Chuck Norris, and he was telling me his real name was Carlos, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, oh he's he's Latino too, and like he's not he's not Latino, he's actually Irish and he has Native American blood, but you know, but the the pastor's name, the pastor who baptized him was named Carlos, so they they call him they, they call him Carlos Chuck for sure, but um, yeah, he's actually. The one that motivated me to do it. I was like, I want to be just like him, but I still yeah. wanted to be like Shokuzuki and Revenge of the Ninja. And oh, every, yeah. every ninja movie that came out after that, I went to the movie theater to see. You know what I'm saying? Ninja, oh, yeah. You know, uh, Pray for Death. You know, I remember going to see Pray for Death and I fucking lost it. <laughs> That's awesome. American, Did, you're you're, you're also a fan of, uh, like you're also a fan of John Carpenter, too, right? It's my idol. He's the, he's the, he's like one of the reasons why I got into film. Him and Robert Rodriguez, actually, him, Robert Rodriguez and Walter Hill were like basically, and uh, actually and Michael Mann as well. Like those were the ones that really got me into filmmaking. Like I was like, you know what, but I was like, you know, cause I was tired of getting typecasted. You know, like every time I went on auditions, you know, people looked down on you and like, they would put me as, they would put me as a thug, a rapist, a drug dealer, or a cop. And I was just right. like, damn, like, why can't I just be something else? And then, yeah. you know, and then I did, I did a couple extra roles where like, I was like, like I did War of the Worlds and I did um, Law and Order SVU. And I remember going and, and I never fucking got paid for it. Motherfuckers. Oh, they were supposed to send me a hundred dollars. They never did. I was like, froze my ass for 12 fucking hours for a hundred dollars. And I never, I never got paid. Wow. So I was just like, you know what, man, I'm just going to, I'm gonna create my own movies because yeah. uh, a friend of mine, or well, at the time, well, I mean, we're friends. I think we're friends on Facebook. But at the time, he was living in Queens, he, and he wasn't like where he's at now. But his name is his name. His name is uh, Tommy uh, Thomas J. Churchill. They call him like the, the Godfather of horror, independent horror, or whatever. 
Yeah. And uh, he was living in Queens, and uh, he actually said to me, he saw something, and he said, I see something in you, man. And he said, you've got what it takes or whatever. And he said, here. And he gave me two books. One was Philosophy and the Art of Screenwriting, and the other one was Rebel Without a Crew. And he said, read that one. That will become your Bible. And I read it. And I don't like reading either, but yeah. I read it, and I was just like, yo. I was That's like, it. I can't believe this, because I had watched Ever Mariachi when it came out, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, this movie's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that, awesome. book is, that book changed life. Yeah, that, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with John Carpenter. And, you know, I got excited over here. I was getting ready to slap my leg when you mentioned um, uh, Walter Hill. Oh, yeah. Dude, is he, like, on the list for one of the most underrated directors? Yeah, he ever. is. He is. I mean, him and, him and John Carpenter, they, they, they definitely are, uh, they both are on the list for underrated because, like, if you notice, yeah. their movies are, like, they have, they, they have a big budget, but they're not, like, they don't have, like, the Michael Mann budget. Like, Michael Mann will have, like, 100 million, like, Michael Mann will get, like, 80 million to 100 million to his movie. And yeah. John Carpenter and Walter Hill probably get, like, 20, 30, maybe 20 or 30 million, you know what I'm saying, to yeah. do their movies. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but, I mean, and, uh, we got... But, Warriors, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. We oh. got Southern Comfort, a, Southern not, a, a movie not a lot of people know about. You know, 48 Hours. I mean, there's so many uh, just movies that Walter Hill has done. It's been pretty kick-ass, man. And it's just like, not that many people yeah. talk about Walter Hill. So maybe that'll be another video. Me and you get together. We could talk about Walter yeah. Hill films and John Carpenter films. I think that'll be fun. But let's talk yeah. about your idol. Let's talk about Chuck. Motherfucking Norris. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I, what I'm going to do. Chuck Norris. Oh, speaking of, was Chuck Norris your inspiration to take martial arts as well? Uh, Who's your inspiration? Yeah. Actually, uh, well, I actually, he, 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 he inspired me to, to go to, like, do movies and martial arts. But the thing was is that. Uh, like I grew up, like I grew up just like probably you, like you know, every Saturday morning getting up watching watching the Kung Fu Theater on Channel yeah. Five and whatever not. Yeah, you know, so like I always like you know watching you know uh, Watch Chung Lee, you know Silver AKA Silver Fox and you know uh, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, you know, I mean, and that was cool. But to see an American guy doing the same thing, yeah, blew he's a bad dude, mind, man. You know, like a force of one and. You know how, what I mean? How long? Yeah, uh, I mean, like, it, it bugged me out. Like, you know. Oh, oh, okay, go ahead. The okay. The my question was sorry to interrupt you. My question was, uh, how long have you been taking yeah. martial arts? Uh well, I started. I started when I was eleven in Taekwondo, and I couldn't stand it because you know it was like eighty percent. It was like seventy percent legs, right? Twenty percent hands, and like ten percent throwing. And I was like, oh, I'm not really a I, I'm not really a kicker I'm more of a hands guy so uh, then I moved on to doing uh uh what was that uh ninjutsu okay and, uh, you know and uh but then you know I, I, I was like ah, I miss it you know 
I saw the perfect weapon and I wanted to learn American Kenpo and I was like, oh man. And I couldn't find an American Kenpo school whatsoever here in New Jersey. Like, like American Kenpo on the East Coast was like, not even like, you had to like go to Connecticut to, to, to go learn it. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I, I found out about the Filipino martial arts and I started learning something called Pananandara, which is like an Arnis system. And um, I was like, damn, well, and at the time I didn't really know about Filipino arts. So I didn't realize they teach you backwards. They teach you the weapons first and then, then on our, and then empty hand combat. So right. I was used to learning <laughs> empty hand first. So I'm like, what the hell, man? Yeah. So I jumped around and I, you know, I, I wind up studying Chatri Kempo with, uh, with the uh, Grandmaster Ram alone, but that kind of Central Hawaiian activity Kempo under Adriano and Prado is nowhere near where American Kempo from Ed Parker is. It's, it's not, it's no, there's no really fast hands. It's more of a traditional style and everything. Right. Do you so, like, uh, are you a fan uh, of Jeff Speakman? Oh, yeah, man. Like, when the Perfect Weapon came out, man, I think everybody named Mama wanted to learn American Kempo. Nobody knew about it, and you got this guy doing with fast hands and shit, and I was just like, yeah. God damn, man. I went to a you know, uh, Bruce Lee convention. I went to a Bruce Lee convention. It was like one of the first ones out here, and it was small, but uh, Gary Daniels was there. There were a lot of people there. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas, uh, best of the best guys, you know, Philip Reese, Simon Reaver there. And Bruce yeah. Lee's daughter and his, his wife was there. And uh, who else was there? Uh, Richard Norton. A lot of people there, Cynthia Rothrock and stuff like that. So I got, I got some photos with him. But uh, Jeff Speakman was there, and he actually did a, a demo on stage and he was fast man and the cool thing was uh after the 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 what you call the panel was done Mm -hmm. i met him outside he actually went outside and was talking with people and i walked up to him he was like the nicest dude man he was like the nicest low-key humble you know and he was all like hey you're a big guy you should take kenpo (laughs) he's like trying to recruit me man he's trying to recruit me and yeah, that kind of, that I know, right? That inspired <laughs> that inspired me actually to uh, to to try out martial arts for a while. So I was working the graveyard shift at Target at the time, but throughout the week, I just found this random dojo up the street, and it was Shorenji Zendo Ryu Karate, and there was a teacher there, and I would take that. I took that for about a year. But throughout the year, they had classes here and there for the you know, Muay Thai, kickboxing, and, and jiu-jitsu. And I, man, I, re- I was really enjoying uh, jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. But then I had, but then life happens. Life happens, mm-hmm. and I had to move. And I had to move out to, uh, <clears throat> out to Riverside, and, you know, life happens, and I kind of stopped taking martial arts. So I miss it. I do miss it, though. But, uh. It's cool, though. I just want to tell you the little Jeff Speakman story since I met the guy. But, yeah, really nice, dude. Did you know, I'm pretty sure you did, that Jeff Speakman originally was supposed to be the star of Speed? Bro, I, I was just about to, I was about to say that same thing to you. I was like, do you know that he was supposed to be in Speed and that's what screwed him over? I know the whole story. Dude, did he have something else to do? Or do you, what happened again? No, Remind me, it's been I, so long. Well, basically. Basically, what happened was he did the perfect he did the perfect weapon, but it bombed. At the, it bombed in the theaters. Of course, the, the, the it was uh it had a ten I think it was a ten million it had like a ten million dollar or fifteen million dollar but no hold on I think it was uh it had see, above the law had a twenty million dollar I think I, I think they had like seventeen million 
but it only made like I think nine or ten in the theater. I'm not surprised. So you know, so that that and, and you know, Paramount at the time they 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 just focused on you know drama, comedy, horror. They didn't right. never did an action film. Right. So this was the very first action, practically the very first action film, except for Forty Eight Hours, which is an action comedy. Right. And um, you know, this is the first martial arts film, I must say, that they were uh, gonna put their you know develop in it because they really liked Jeff and what he had to show. And uh, they, we should call it, said, let's see what happens. If the movie does good, whatever, uh, we'll uh, we'll do this. We'll have another movie for you. It's called Speed. And uh, the president of uh, Paramount at the time said, "Okay, let's see what happens or whatever." But Jeff, you know, the movie bombed, and Ed Parker died. And uh, you know, Jeff went into a, a downward spiral because you know he, he was devastated from the passing of Ed Parker. And then on top of that, he found out he had you know the thyroid cancer. Oh shit! And, um, okay. Yeah, and uh, and it hit him hard. He gained weight and everything, yeah. and he had to like work. He had to, he had to work out double. He had to work out double to keep the weight down. And uh, he came back a year later, and he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." The guy, the president, had had quit and went to work for Disney. And the new president was like, "Oh, I sold the I sold the script to uh you know uh, to Twentieth uh, Century Fox," and he was like, "Well, that was my film." And he was like, well, you know, we didn't, I didn't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Mark DeSalle, I think Mark L. Lester, <clears throat> was it Mark L. Lester or Mark DeSalle? I forgot which one. Uh, called Jeff up and said, listen, I got a movie at, at, Canon, at, at Canon Films called Street Night. Got a small budget, but I think it'll be perfect for you. I mean, don't worry about what, what, what Paramount's doing. Forget them, whatever not. Come Damn here. It. They had like, I think, you know, they had a $10 million budget for, um, for Street Night, and uh, they had 27 days to shoot. They had to give half the money, half the budget had to go to the, to the, to the, the, the gangs of East L.A. Because, so they could shoot in the streets. Oh, and, wow. yeah, and half the, people that were, half the people that were in the film, or most of the people that were in the film were not martial artists. So he had to do choreography on the spot. So the movie, you know, you, you, you already know the movie went to the movie theater for one week bombed and after that everything went straight to video right right which yeah. a lot of a lot of martial arts you know actors of the 90s that's how they survived you know they they, uh, they you know they got a lot of work under their belt and some of those movies even though they're straight to video some of those movies are pretty good oh, you yeah. know what i mean okay. I, but, I feel i feel like hollywood at the time hollywood just was like you know you know, you know, we got we got Steven Seagal, we got Jean Claude Van Damme. You know, we got uh, you know, now we got Wesley Snipes. You know what I mean? Uh, they're like, you know, there's too. They, they, I, I guess they felt like there was too many action stars on the rise, which and is they, ridiculous. They, said, you know, they wanted to, you know, have a quarter. And that's it. Yeah, it's crazy. That don't you make know, any now sense. Now they're turning. Yeah, now now that now there's no action stars. They're turning. They're turning like you know, teen heartthrobs and fucking shit like that into yeah. fucking action stars and females are, are into action stars now it's like i don't mind having female action stars but like it's like it's getting out of hand you know what i'm saying and you know i mean not to sound like i don't want to sound like you know uh uh i don't want to sound like a, uh, what do you call that what's the word i'm looking for preston sexist i don't want to sound like a big, i guess a bigot towards women uh-huh. you know what i'm saying yeah but i i just think that like there's too many like there's too many like Movies coming out that's like mad, 
all women kicking ass. It's like, yo, how many women can kick ass like that? Like, you know, uh, let's <laughs> leave me with Jennifer Garner, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things. It's not. No, I understand. It's not like you're against female martial artists because some, you know, there's some out there that are badass, right? But it's it's more yeah. of it's more of the casting because of the gender is the problem instead of finding someone who's actually, you know, an actual talent, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the character that's written for them, you know what I mean? Like, like Lady Fabulous talks about it all the time. Like, don't just cast a female because, you know, let's yeah. cast a female. If, if the script is really good for her and she's good for that part and, and then overall makes a good movie, that is totally different than, okay, let's just change genders like Ghostbusters 2016. You know, let's just, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. let's, let's, you see what I'm saying? Like, in Lady Fatblood, you know, yeah. she's a female, but she, she, even she's like, the perfect example is Sigourney Weaver from Aliens, Sarah Connor from Terminator. Perfect examples. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave a exactly. fuck that they were women. Exactly. And both characters were badasses. You can, they both had amazing character development and you jumped on board and you understand you know the plot that they had to go through that you understood them and you got on board with their characters and that's why they're both iconic still this day but nobody stopped around and said these movies are made for women (laughs) these terminator 2 is made for women this is a this is a win for women nobody said that but they were just like dude Fucking no. Ripley and Sarah Connor are the fucking shit. I love those characters. Mm-hmm. They're amazing, right? I think that's, you know, that's exactly. really, we want to see more of that. More of that and less of, well, let's make, let's make Batman female. Gender now. swapping. <laughs> yeah. For no the, reason. Yeah, the, the gender, gender swapping is, is driving me insane, man. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it's like, you know, ah, like everything is like, everything has to be, equality you know what i'm saying and it's like okay but it wasn't always like that like you had like one or two like you said ripley you know what i'm saying yeah stuff like that it's like now it's like okay you know if it's not scarlett johansson doing an action film it's charlie steron doing an action right, film right. you know what i mean a lot of that uh, has then to you do got, you know no i got you i totally got you but a lot of that has to do mm-hmm. with market marketability too yeah, you know you exactly have, you have these really legit badass female stunt women or martial artists that are working their asses off on the smaller films, but they don't have a certain look or, you know, it's an, it's an unfortunate. We want to see the smaller people, you know, get a shot. Yeah, I mean, that's why we root I, for the I would love guy. to see Amy Johnston. You know what I'm saying? Amy Johnston is beautiful. Amy Johnston is gorgeous. She can move and everything, dude. but yet you put a straight to video. Yeah, dude, I agree. She's like she's Heidi. Another one, Heidi Moneymaker. Heidi Moneymaker, fucking phenomenal martial artist, great looking. Yeah, put her. She does stunts. You should like put her in a lead role. Let her show. Let her shine. Yeah, yeah. Amy Johnston. A lot of people kind of call her the. She. They said that she has the potential to be the new Cynthia Rothrock in terms of her making a whole bunch of movies and being successful for the martial arts genre kind of thing. But I don't yeah, think she, she, she's it, only, it she's could. only made a few films, but she's starred in others, right? 
She starred yeah, in more. She's only co-starred. <clears throat> she only she's co-starred. Yeah, she co-starred in more. Yeah, like she only Lady Blood fight, which which I which I fucking hate. I still I still haven't seen it. Is it should I still see it? Bro, all it is is all it is is a rip off of Bloodsport. It's just like you know, oh hey, uh, it's, it's basically Bloodsport for women. That's basically what it is. Was the fight good? Were the fights good at least? But I like I liked her role in uh, Accident Man. Yes, yes, she was good in Accident Man. I loved her in Rose uh, or Raze. That's on Netflix, that? I think. Is Did Zoe Bell it? in that? Zoe Bell is the lead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it's still in my queue. I just haven't watched it yet, so I'm gonna have to check that oh, out. Oh man! I know. Woo. Damn it! All right. Yo, so before like, we get on, wait, man, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch it before we move on to Chuckity Chuck because I want I want to hear your thoughts on some of his movies and what you think about them. Um, <laughs> I saw your post the other day. On the greatest ninja movie of all time, Ninja the Immovable Heart, five stars, 10 out of 10. It's it's the greatest ninja film of all time. Do you agree with this? The fuck out of here. That shit was, that, that, that was fucking bootylicious, man. That fucking movie, I don't understand how I lasted an hour and 45 <sighs> fucking minutes watching this shit. I really don't. I, I should have fucking cut my wrist. No wonder why I threw up afterwards. I, I wonder. Oh, it was shit. bad. It was. Oh, you got me was, crying, bro. You got me crying. Oh, it was it's bad. Like Danny Glover, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know how the fuck they got you. You know they had a budget because they had Danny Glover in the fucking movie. But like you could, like <laughs> if you could, the ship was shot in Australia. The ship was <clears throat> it's definitely it's an Australian movie. But it seems like they got Danny Glover and some and the other chick that's on a, that's talking to Danny Glover, like in, in L.A. And they they probably like flew somebody out to L.A. or. They had somebody in LA film the fucking Danny Glover sitting, sitting in like on a chair in a in like a warehouse looking thing, and just have him film his scenes or whatever, and then send yeah. it back to Australia, yeah. and, and just like, cut it in. Yeah, yeah. They oh, they, they told they, pro- they probably told Danny Glover, look, all you have to do is sit down, say these lines. You don't even have to get up, mm-hmm. and we'll pay you. And Danny's like, sure, why not? <laughs> but, I'm so serious, man. The movie was dude. The fight scenes the worst. were fucking atrocious. Dude, some of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen. Like, oh, you see, oh, you, you saw this movie? Oh, I reviewed it. Oh God, yeah. man! For comedic- the guys running around with the fucking with a Shoren Rue fucking symbol on his chest, and he's a ninja. What the fuck is that? <laughs> for comedic purposes, I'll shoot you my review later. I'll shoot it to you on oh. Facebook Messenger. But yeah, on the movie dojo, on the movie dojo, I reviewed that like way back in the day, and I was stunned. I, I could I couldn't believe it, but yeah, you'll 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 crack up over my reactions to the movie. <laughs> oh my but, god! But uh, yeah, yeah, I just do no. like. I I I, I don't. I don't it, I do. it leaves you speechless, doesn't it? Dude, bro, they present the fucking movie goes from it, it jumps so fucking much. It goes it goes present day ten years ago, present day two years ago, present day. <laughs> 15 years ago, 
present day. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And then the old man is like pointing at people like this, and yeah, he's putting them to sleep. It's like, mm, and they're like, oh. I'm like, the fuck is this shit? And then I'm like, I'm watching, and I'm like, yo, oh, well, now I know why. He's fucking part of Bungie Con. And I'm like, ah, oh, God. Shit. Oh. Listen, Bungie Con needs to stay out of food. Bungie Con needs to stay the fuck out of food. Sorry. Oh. I'm not, I'm a ninja, but I am not anywhere near part of Bungie Con. Like I said in my, my post. <laughs> two, t- oh. two totally different families, two different types of techniques. You know, oh, God. Like, Dude, in like, Bungie Con, you, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's the, the first, the first five to eight minutes, I was like, what the fuck is happening? What yeah. is happening? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, fuck it. At least, hopefully, it has the more, one of the worst plots ever, storylines ever. Editing was terrible. Everything was horrible. Everything. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those movies uh, where I was like, okay, it. let's at least, let me try my best to be patient. Let me at least see if the fight scenes are solid, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, how is this guy a real martial artist? Like how? Bro, like he, like even even when he was fighting with the weapons, it was like ha, huh, yeah, who? And they're all waiting. They're all waiting with the sword in the air. And I'm like, <clears throat> and then like the guy comes out with a sword, and he does. He tries to do like a wrist lock, and he you can tell like he he misses wrist, and he grabs like forearm, and he, and he throws him. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> and this guy gives me a 53 black belt, and then I'm like, oh. I, I I go and I do my research on him, and I'm like. I'm like, oh man. I was like, you know what? Here's the thing, man. Like, there's a like, I got nothing against, you know, Bungie Con or whatever. Like I said, but, uh-huh. but like, when you're fucking 30 years old and they make you a 12th degree black belt, first of all, there's no such thing as a 12th degree black belt. That's just fucking ridiculous. All right, you're fucking telling me you're a 12th degree black belt and you're like 30 years old, but yet you can't even fight. All you're doing is throwing. You know how to throw ninja stars and that's it. That's it. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> His favorite oh, video game man. was Shinobi, and that was it. <laughs> That's all you need. Just play Shinobi. Video games, you're good. Shinobi. Anyway, I had I had to I had to, <laughs> I had to see your reaction and talk about it just a brief. Yeah, nah, we don't want to talk man. about it too much because we'll lose our fucking mind. Yeah. All right, now I'm gonna go yeah, over yeah. here to IMDb. We're gonna go right. down the, the the Chuckathon here just a little bit. Yes. All right. So we have. Hold on a second. Let me make sure. Alrighty. There we go. So I have not seen uh, the Wrecking Crew. I think he was like a small role in that. The Way of the Dragon when he played oh, Cole. Yeah. That's that's the big debut right there in Way of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And that's just yep. a classic. That's a, that's just a classic martial arts film. Now, now here's the here's the trippy thing. I don't know if your experience was different from mine. My my experience watching this for the first time was kind of mind blowing because <clears throat> I was more familiar with Bruce Lee's films, and I I watched yeah. you know I was watching his movies, and then when I got to um, before I got to Way of the Dragon, then I discovered Chuck Norris's movies, and I didn't know they did a movie together. So I started to watch Chuck Norris's movies, and then I got around to watching Way of the Dragon. This is way back in the day when I was a little samurai. And um, I was like, holy shit, 
Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris about to throw down and wait, they made a movie together? Holy shit. So that was like early, you know, expendables, <laughs> bootleg, Marvel shared universe moment, crossover greatness there. And it, and it's one of the best. That fight still holds up today, man. Let's see. Yeah, it does. It's one of the best fight scenes ever. Let's see here. 1972. Uh-huh. Still holds up. Now I haven't seen uh, Slaughter in San Francisco. Have you seen that one? Uh, yeah, he he, uh, he plays a bad guy. That, Is that a uh, rare movie? It was like. Is that they, like, it, was one, it, was, it was one of those movies like you know he just got off of uh, doing you know Way of the Dragon or whatever, yeah. and like people people weren't like taking him really serious still, so. They, they they had this Korean guy. I think it was a Korean guy, uh, a Korean guy or a, a Chinese guy, one or the other. Had, he was trying. They were trying to make him a star or whatever. So they made Chuck like the bad the bad guy or whatever. And he wasn't, yeah. you know, fighting to do to uh, whatever. But then after Slaughter in San Francisco, uh, I believe it was Breaker Breaker. Right, and that got him noticed a little bit more. Yeah, break, it was like you know, breaker breaker, and then good guys wear black. That was the that was the big that was a lot better one, I believe. Good guys, that was the one where he uh, jump kicked through the car uh, windshield, good guys right? Wear black. People still, yo, yeah, yeah, exactly. Get out my head, man. Exactly. <laughs> people to this day, people to this day still do it. Like like if you watch, there's like maybe like four Chuck Norris movies where he doesn't. Same thing where he does a jumping sidekick through the fucking window, yeah. And you see the guy's head coming off and shit. I'm like, oh yeah. man, yeah, that one definitely got him. No, not uh, that got him noticed. Now, a force of one was that kind of like kickboxing type movie, right? Like, there was a kickboxing, yeah, yeah that was that. He, yeah, he, he was that because at the time, because a lot of people don't know that that Joe Lewis and Chuck Norris started a uh, they actually started MMA before the UFC ever came around, you know, they were and they were doing like. Like sport, they were doing like sport karate, but you can do grappling and and, uh, and joint locking and throwing in the ring as well. Right. So uh, th- that's where he was trying to promote that uh, back then, which was I think was I think that came out in '79, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. uh, which one, a force of one? You know, and then after that, like, yeah, '79. Uh, now this one, the octagon. Now. This is a pretty fucking badass movie. You got Chuck. You got Chuck Norris versus ninjas. Do you need anything else? Do you need anything else? Yep. You got Lee Van Cleef in it too. Yes, I, dude. Yep. I have become more of a fan of Lee Van Cleef over the years. Like I'm, I like him because there's always like Clint Eastwood in terms of westerns. Mm-hmm. You know, Clint Eastwood, and then you got Lee Van Cleef. Right? He's slowly rising for me, man. Because I'm discovering so many other Italian westerns he's made. Dude, that guy's fucking great, man. The Sabata movie, dude. He's from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey too. That's what, that's what I love. He's from New really? Jersey as well. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, he was from. He's from uh, Summer. I think he was from Somerset, New Jersey. Um, uh, the Octagon. Now help me out here. That came out in. That should be 1980. Uh, 81, 82? Yeah, 1980. The Octagon. So help me okay, out. Okay, so that was after. Yeah, so that was after Force of One. Right. Help me out here. Am I wrong? But you know, correct me. I might be wrong on this. Is the octagon the very first 
mainstream ninja movie. Because uh, I think I think Enter the Ninja came out after that. Yeah, Enter the Ninja came out 81, 82 with Franco Nero, and then it was Revenge of the Ninja. But I right. Think, so I, I believe I believe you're right. I believe that this was actually the main the first ever mainstream ninja movie. Yeah. And we're not talking about the ninja uh, that, movies in Japan. We're not talking about that or foreign countries. We're just talking about Yeah, no, no, America. we're talking about America. Yeah. Yeah, I think Octagon. I mean, there may have been a ninja that appeared in one of the older James Bond movies, but I'm talking about ninja movie. You know? Yeah, no, it was, so that's, was definitely this was definitely first one. Yeah, that's huge huge plots. Uh well, not huge huge plots. Huge props is what I meant to say. Uh I heard a rumor that originally Chuck was supposed to be the American ninja, but he, he had to do film something else and they got Michael Dudikoff. Did you know about that? That was a rumor. No, I don't know if that's what happened legit. was is that he was supposed to do Yeah, no, he was supposed to do American Ninja, but they told him that he had to wear the ninja mask and he said that he didn't want a space cup. Oh. Well. He didn't want to have a space cup. That's why not why you think in the octagon he didn't he didn't have the space covered in the octagon? That's true. Eh, he's the star. That's what he wants. What are you gonna do, right? <laughs> All right. And I for now I just bought. I just. But did pre- you? But did you know? Did you what? know? Did you know that the that the red ninja in the octagon is actually Richard Norton? Yes. Yes, I did okay. know that. I know Richard had that small part. I'm not surprised. But then, yeah, he was the he was inside the. The ninja outfit. I met him too. That guy's a great guy. Very underrated martial yeah, artist. That guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's. I haven't met him, but like, uh, uh, I've seen like my friend met him and, and took pictures with him. And uh, you know, uh, it's like he has a he, he he's he's got a lot of plastic surgery stuff. Like he's afraid of getting old. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does look a little. He looks different, but but you know, he's 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 one of the badasses right there. Now I have not seen. Oh yeah. Uh, Eye for an eye, or uh, the what? hero, the hero what? and the terror. What? I know, but I just, I just bought them on Blu-ray, and they're on their way. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> oh my god! Come on! You know how many movies I've seen? An okay, it's gonna take me forever to catch up. All right, an eye for an eye. That's like that's like one of, one of the iconic films. That's one of the Chuck Norris films that I always wanted to remake. You know what I mean? That <clears throat> you know, I may have I was, seen parts of it on TV back in the day, but you know, I'm talking about a full, like unedited, from beginning yeah. to end experience. I have not done yet, but it's on its way. Damn it! Oh man, it's crazy. Like, now, is that is I for an eye? Is I for an eye the one where he had the military friend? No, that's Force Vengeance. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so uh, I did see... with Christopher was with, with Mako and Christopher Lee and and, uh, and uh, Professor Tanaka. Okay, yeah, Force Vengeance. I haven't seen that in years, but I remember I used to watch it on TV a lot. Force Vengeance, one of Lady Fatblood's favorites. She used to watch yep. that all the time. All right, yeah. so Silent Rage, we got cult classic right here. Oh yeah, I, that's one of the ones I want to remake too. I mean, we've been—I've been talking about it with uh, with with a fellow filmmaker friend, Xavier Kantz, for years. I was like, he's like, Frank, you gotta remake Silent Rage. You gotta Dude, remake Silent Rage. You should—you should, you should like, definitely do it, man. You should definitely do it. 
I mean, that's like a when I I'll never forget when I first saw Silent Rage. I was like, oh, it's a Chuck Norris movie, right? And then I was watching on TV, and that whole beginning, that whole beginning where that guy just goes straight psycho with the axe. It starts yeah. killing everybody. The cop shows up. He's like superhuman. He's fucking the cops up. I'm like, dude, did this? Did I click on the wrong movie? Like, <laughs> and then shit. I'm like, holy shit. I was like, this is a horror movie. And then holy shit, Chuck Norris gets out the truck. I'm like, holy shit, it's a Chuck Norris movie. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cult classic, man. I've always yeah. enjoyed Silent Rage. Yeah, you got titty. You got, you got, you got, you got, you got, you got some titties in there too. <laughs> Oh, you know, always a bonus. Getting in, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I mean, you can't go wrong. They were supposed to always make a part two to it, but they never did. You know what I mean? Like some some asshole made a movie uh, in the early ninety, late nineties, early two thousands called uh, Silent Rage, which was basically he tried to do a remake of it, but it was fucking garbage. It was really? Atrocious. I didn't even I didn't even know that. Yeah, it changed yeah, story. Of it. it was basically superhuman stuff, but yeah. it was like. It was totally. It was. It was totally. It, it was stupid. It was. It was garbage. I was yeah. like, oh. but they just left that movie open. Like when he jumped out of the water at the end, I never forget that shit. I pissed my pants. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> and that music was fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. I was like, oh god. And it's it almost the movie almost feels like you know it's it's Chuck Norris in a way versus Myers or Voorhees. Yeah, like, like Michael Myers without a fucking mask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Silent Rage, man. That, that's a movie to remake, if, but they got to do it right, right? So maybe you're the one. You never know. So yeah. Force Vengeance, one of the greatest and kick-ass opening credits. Come on, oh, yeah. on, 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 the, on the, in front of the Chinese red letters on the stairs. Dude, with that big <laughs> music. I love how the credit yeah, the credits were perfectly timed when Chuck Norris did his kick and then almost he because he he's fighting the dude mm-hmm. the guy gets you know gets one on him he falls down and then the guy jumps and he gets, he kicks him in the air and kicks. then he goes Chuck Norris like perfectly timed with his kick good good why is that not on blu-ray why is I, I don't know I, there is no force venture <laughs> I checked all regions. Like maybe there was one oh, in man. Eastern Germany or something. There's no Blu-ray for Force Vengeance. That doesn't make any sense. All right, we yeah. got. I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. Get some water real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Go and get your water, man. I'll keep going down the uh, list. I already got it. Nice. All right, here we go. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Hey, you can't, you can't forget Invasion USA, man. Come on now. <laughs> oh, we were not there yet. We we're gonna get there. Next up, in 1983, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid. What do you think of that one? I that's one that I, I always let me tell you my lineup. I always that's just, that's like the first Chuck Norris movie I ever wanted to make, and I was like, yo, if I remake this. I swear to God, this this will be my lineup. It will be me. It would be Jessica Alba. <laughs> uh-huh. It would be it would be Tim Diggs, and it would be Ryan Felipe. Ah. And yeah. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris will have the cameo as the old man. Got got have the cameo. Got yeah, have the cameo for Chuck. 
But yeah, Lone Wolf played straight up modern day Western, man. Oh, fucking epic, man. One of the, another, another, another fucking one of the greatest battles on, 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 on film as well. Him versus Carradine, man. But that whole end finale, the action, explosions, the gunplay, and and them with that epic spaghetti western style of theme music playing when they're when it comes down the chuck and Carradine, man. It's good shit, man. Good shit. Next up, yeah, we got. You, do you know? Do you know the? Uh, you know the backdrop on that or no? No, no. Fill me in. The backdrop is that. While they were filming, that fucking Chuck had to tell, he told Carradine twice. He said, listen, he said, stop hitting me for real, because if, if you hit me one more time for real, I'm going to fuck you up for real. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, because, like, they were doing it. If you, cause if you, know, if you watch the movie again, right? Yeah. There's a scene, there's a scene where Carradine, uh, kick, I, think he, I think he kicks Chuck or whatever, and then knocks him to the floor or whatever, and Chuck gets up, and he starts throwing, wailing, like, like haymakers at him and knock hit them, hit them. And then he pushes them. And like and if you he pushes them, he you see him like point at him real quick. And like he like you could tell it, it, it whoever whoever cut it didn't um didn't cut it real tight. So you could see that Chuck was pissed off and he got hit for real. So yeah, he, they, I gotta they, go they, back they and watch the fight like, now. Yeah, like no better. Like it's like toward, it's like right, it's like right in the like towards the middle of the fight where he goes, he goes, he tells him, get up. And then he gets up and he hit and he's like Boom, boom, he hits him twice. He hits him with two, what, two like haymakers. And then he, uh, what's with that? He pushes him. And you, and he, like, when he pushes him, he mushes him and, like, he points real quick. Like, he's like, uh, like that. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, you but know, yeah, who, yeah. you know who would have won that one? <laughs> Paradine wasn't a fucking, I mean, uh, Barbara, uh, 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 Barbara Hershey, who was with him at the time, said that, that David Carradine you know, study, you know, was, would always train and shit like that. But yeah. he wasn't really a martial artist. Like he, he did like Tai Chi and shit like that. But yeah. like, it was nah, probably, it was probably know. an ego thing. He just wanted to test Chuck. And, he, and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Chuck let him know, Hey, you need to, you need, oh, you need yeah. to chill. I'm sure he chilled too. Hey, no, he did. He definitely did. Because and fucking, you know, I mean, you know, Fucking movies, epic man! I, you know you're gonna make me watch it tonight. I, I got it on my computer. Still. <laughs> All right, we got the next two, missing in action, missing in action to the beginning. What's your take on those? Love them, love them. I, I, uh, I, I think I like, I think I, I like part one, but I think part two where he fights uh, Ho Sung Lee or whatever. Yeah, is. good and, fight. And he was like, yeah, he was like. That was another another epic fight. He was like, uh, he told me, he said, he said, you thought I was gonna leave without saying goodbye or something like that, and then he knew yeah. he was there. And shit. He was like, that oh, is a man. long fight too. You get your money's worth. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that yeah. one's kick ass, man. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember if that was the one or if part one was the one where they put the bag on his head and he ate the fuck. And when they took the bag off, he that's had the, the, that's the second one. Shit. That was the, the second, second one, right? Yeah, because it was like the prequel. But uh, yeah, man, good stuff. Now here's a big one. A lot of people. Now I want to know your take on it. A lot of fans consider this either Chuck Norris's best overall movie, action, martial arts, plot, and fight scenes. Mm-hmm. 
his best or at least the top three. What do you what do you think? Code of silence. Okay. And I was I was actually about I was I knew you were gonna say that. I was like uh I was like, damn uh, which we call because like that's like the th- the reason why Code of Silence gets so much recognition, first of all, was it was directed by Andrew Davis. And if you watch Code of Silence, above the fucking law is it is Code of Silence. They just changed everything around and Henry Silva is in both fucking movies. <laughs> but um the reason why it gets Code of Silence gets so much recognition is because it was like Chuck Norris is like serious role, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it was like the plot was hard, it was the plot was perfect, you know, the story you know, the story behind everything was different from what was out there. The the bar fight scene was was fucking great, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean I mean the two fights it was only two fight scenes in the movie, I believe, and you know, the alleyway fight and then the bar fight. And yeah. uh they were great. And if you if you and if you watched Above the Law, there's an alleyway fight and there's and there's a fucking bar fight. Wow. So they just it's re- been they just, years since I've seen yeah, Above the Law. I, I didn't Andrew know they were Davis, that similar. Yeah, yeah. Same music too. Same score, same music, same scenery, everything. What? I did yeah. not know that. But yet, but yes, even Seagal didn't like Chuck Norris movies. It's funny. Well, it's Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal, hey. well, Steven Seagal. Anyway, though, is that on your top five, or you have your own top five? Uh, I would say it's your my list. Top five. Yeah, yeah, my top my top five would be, of course, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Right. That would, and then then it would be uh, it would be Lone Wolf McQuaid. Then it would be an eye for an eye. Then it would be. Uh, Invasion USA. Then it would be. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the movie that that didn't get recognition, but I think I think it, it definitely needs a lot more recognition. But uh, the Hitman. And uh, which called my my last and final one. Would have to be, uh, I would have to go with Force Vengeance. All classics, and you got right here, dude. Check it out. Look at how much he was on fire. Look at this: Mission in Action Two, Cold of Silence, and Invasion U.A. Invasion USA came out the same year. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that shit. He was, he was doing a Scott Atkins, and before Scott Atkins, it was ever was ever done. <laughs> wow, I didn't. That is crazy. I'm just looking at yeah. this right now. But dude, Invasion USA is just just so much fun, man. You know what's oh, funny? Oh, it's it's time know, to die. You know what's funny about Invasion USA? Uh, mm-hmm. Fans of Die Hard, and I'm a fan of Die Hard. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, us guys, we're like, fuck this, you know, Christmas story and all this other Christmas bullshit. We're going to claim Die Hard, damn it, as our as a Christmas uh, movie. We're going to label it so we can watch Die Hard you have to. You during have the to. holidays. But what's funny is that now, yeah. and I'm, I'm one of them, right? I love Die Hard. But now some people are choosing 
Invasion USA. <laughs> yeah. Because, because you know what? Because a lot of Christmas people didn't realize. Yeah, it yeah a lot of people didn't realize that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. You know what? Fuck that. I got to take it back. The Hitman, take the Hitman off my list. Take the okay. Hitman off my list. It's underrated, okay. but Delta Force 2. Delta Force 2, Oper- Operation Stranglehold. No, no. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And it, it'll change tomorrow. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's no, hard when you're no, bad. It's hard. I, I, I couldn't forget. I couldn't forget. Tomorrow, always the hard way. <laughs> but you can't. But the, the, it's fun. The fight scenes in Operation Stranglehold ridiculous. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, do you know? Do you know another independent filmmaker by the name of Len Kubasinski? Do you know who that is? Uh, I think we're friends, and I and and uh, uh, somebody wanted me to do a movie with him, and uh, yeah, he could. He's like he lives by me. He lives in Pennsylvania, he's from Pennsylvania. And yeah, uh, he he finally, I think it's Challenge of the Masters or something. He finally uh, made Challenge of the Gauntlet or something. Like yeah, that. the Gauntlet. Yeah, I'm sorry, Challenge of the Masters. That's a Shaw Brothers movie. Um, yeah, Challenge of the Five Gauntlets or something like that. I uh, haven't seen. it. But uh, yeah, he finally has made his martial arts film because usually he just does kind of exploitation horror. You know, he's kind of done those type of genres, but he'll have martial mm-hmm. arts in them. Um, very cool, very down to earth guy. Me and him have spoken several times. I've been meaning to watch his uh, martial arts film, but you know, it's, it's, it's micro budget. But fans like it though. They they said they don't really care about the low budget. It's a fun movie, but he picked invasion usa he was one of them he's like i'll pick invasion usa over die hard for a christmas movie any day i was like wow <laughs> that's a fan yeah i i wish we call like for me like because like because even die hard 2 came out in christmas time you know what i'm saying so i was like i was like damn man like so for me it's, it's like uh like, what do you watch? Like, what, what do you watch? Like, you can, there's a you can choose that hard, too. You, you can't need a weapon as well. Fuck, you can't, you can't fucking need the weapon. So there's so many ones to choose, but it's just like, people, damn. People forget about Lethal Weapon. One another, um, another great fight scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, here we have the huge crowd pleaser right here. We have the Delta Force. I rewatched yeah. that last year, and it's such a fun, crowd-pleasing movie, man. Stunts, explosions. You got Chuck teaming up with Lee Marvin. Mm-hmm. Delta Force. You got, a, you got a fun, memorable theme song. That as soon as you hear it, you can't, you can't get it out of your head. All right. I actually remember the Chuck Norris Karate Commandos cartoon. Uh, uh, I used to watch that every morning before before school. I remember that. I may have, you know, I may have had a Chuck fi- action figure and the ninja, the purple ninja, who was called. The ninja on the show, which is hilarious. I may back in back when I was little, man. I, I may have had that one, but then we have. Delta I had Force. I had the Chuck two. I had the Chuck Norris one. I had the Chuck Norris toy, and I think I had um the uh I think it was Bill, was it Bill Wallace or was it uh I don't remember I don't remember who it was Superfoot. Yeah, because like because on his team, remember on his, on his team uh, of the Karate Commandos. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't know if it was Bob Wall or if it was Superfoot. Hmm. But it was one. It was one of them. And then, like, uh, I had Chuck, and I had that, and they, they had the like 
the thing that they, you know they put the suit on them or you can take the suit off of them or whatever. And yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was just like, Damn. but I lost. <laughs> you know, of course, I wish I would have had. I do have the Steven Seagal toy though, which which is goes for like two hundred dollars. But Steven Seagal had a toy. That. Yeah, yeah, fucking um, one of uh one of my uh good friends and producer and actor Brian C King. He knew that I was looking for the Above the Law toy, and, uh, and I couldn't find it. And when I did find it, they wanted like ninety to one hundred and fifty dollars for the toy. I didn't even know. Oh. I didn't even know there was a toy for Above the Law. That's crazy. Yeah, I show it to you right now. Hold on, I show yeah, it yeah. to you right now. It, um, <laughs> Exclusive, it, uh, right here on Purple Neck Podcast. Exclusive. Yeah, man. I still, I still got it in the UPS thing, man. There you go. It's, I was like, uh, I couldn't believe it, man. Can you, can you see that? Oh, shit. I remember that now. It's been so long. Dude. Dude, don't well, take that out of the package. That's nope. going to be worth more money. I guarantee it. I rem- Dude, oh, my God. About, that was like back in months. the day. Yeah. And wasn't there a Rambo <laughs> one, too? Like, in that same toy line, there was, like, a Rambo one. Yep. Yeah. Wow, yeah. how, how fun That's is crazy. that? Yeah, yeah. I, I was just one of the best gifts I ever got. I was like, damn, because like, you know, because uh, you know, my friend, because like they call me, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but on the internet, like on Facebook, and the internet, like there's there's a lot of people that call me the, the low budget Steven Seagal because I'm always like breaking people's arms and necks and fucking, <laughs> you know, in every one of my movies, I kill somebody different, and, and they're like, uh, and, I, and I always have like the, the Schwarzenegger punchline at the, at, after everything and shit like that. So <laughs> they they're like, so he, he yeah, so he bought me that, and he was like, I, 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 this is for you, and I was like, Yo, you didn't have to do this, man. And, and I know he spent like two hundred dollars on it, one hundred fifty dollars yeah. at the time. So wow, I mean, that was a that's really that's, that's going to be worth even more right. money. So that's pretty cool, man. One of the best yeah, underrated. That action movie death lines ever quotes ever steven seagal from hard to kill when he stabs when he breaks the pool the pool cue stabs that motherfucker in the neck and then goes fuck you and die <laughs> yep that's he like said, that's, he said that's for my wife fuck you and die and then i was that's like one of the greatest death lines ever that nobody talks about <laughs> i want a t-shirt <coughs> fuck you and die yeah. t-shirt <laughs> fuck you and die t-shirt what did you think of Mission in Action 3 Braddock yeah. was, was pretty good uh, I thought it was pretty good I, I, I thought it was fucked up you know uh, when Ike Leong uh, shot shot his wife in the fucking head after he after like not seeing her for 20 years he just that was crazy her, right the, yeah yeah, and then they were gonna rape. The, then they were like raping the little kids and shit like that. It was, it was, it was, you know, fucked up, man. He it fucked everybody fucked up, up though in the end, which was great. So, yeah. but yeah. uh, Fucking, his son is helping him hold the gun up to shoot down the helicopter <laughs> and shit. He's like, "Come on, dad!" He's like, "Aim the gun." I'm like, "Oh man!" <laughs> I think I think my favorite though in that movie was mm-hmm. he had he he had the the bayonet on the gun. And he stabbed the guy who was trying to rape the girl. He stabbed the guy in the dick. <laughs> Twisted it. Then he shot him. He blew him out of the out of the, the, the hut they were in. He yeah, right out the window. And then it blew up. 
Yep. Looks like a three little, little girl. If I'm not mistaken, that was the little girl. That, wasn't that the little girl who was walking on a bridge at the end smiling? I think so. Yeah. She made it. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, like she was like, through the whole movie, she's all sad. And then she's walking over the bridge and she's like, starts to look around and look up and she starts smiling and shit yeah. like that. But yeah, that was, yeah. that was one of the, that was a great Chuck death there. So yeah, he, Hero I mean, and he the here was Hero in the Terror a little similar to Silent Rage? I don't remember it that well. You you know you know what's funny? They tr- they tried they tried they tried to fucking uh, to try to say that it was Silent Rage Part Two. I'm like, dude, it's two different looking guys. Man. Yeah, it's, it's it's totally different. But um, it's it's I mean it's not. Hero and the Terror is not. It's more of a. It's more of an action thriller. It's not a. It's not like horror or whatever. But um, you know, recipe Steve James who yeah. was, uh, was in the film as well. We love that. We love that guy, uh, man. We just talked about him. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, Another um, underrated guy. Like never got to show his shit. But uh, Hero and the Terror basically it's similar to Silent Rage, but uh, the thing is, is like the guy would would like only went after women and he would like rape them and fucking and kill, break their necks and rape them and shit like that. Right. And store the body. And he was just a really crazy. big, strong dude. Like he, he didn't have like powers or nothing. Right? Nah, I don't think- nah. He, yeah, he was just a really big, strong dude that was like kind of like handicapped. Like he was like a little slow in the head. Okay. Yeah. Was that it? I don't remember it, man. Was that any good? Did you did you lose me there? No, I'm here. I, okay, yeah, was yeah, that because I don't remember the movie. That, I don't remember the movie that well. Was that any, was that any good or is that worth watching or not? Oh, it, it, it's it, no, it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth the watch. I mean, okay, there's like I said, there's just not a lot of there's not a lot of fighting in there. It's more of a it's kind of like um like Code of Silence. It's more of a you know show let him show his let him show his uh his range. You know what I mean? Like right. like he doesn't want to be just uh you know, the guy who kicks ass all the time. You know what right. I'm saying? So, but yeah, and I mean, fun, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I skipped I over. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying I, it was, it was definitely, it's definitely worth a watch. Okay. And, uh, I skipped over Firewalker by accident, but me and, yeah. La- me and Lady Fatblood, we enjoyed it, man. We thought it was fun. Chuck yeah, was, was, you know, bringing out the comedic chops. He was, him and Lou Gossett Jr. had really good chemistry. Is Indiana Jones adventure type movie? I mean, it was it was fun. I thought it was a fun movie. It deserved a sequel. I really think it deserved a sequel, but I guess it just did not do well. So they said, okay, let's just move on. But I I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun movie. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget the great uh the great enemy uh Billy Bear. Billy yeah, man. Uh, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, oh my God. He yeah, I know you talking Sonny about. Lanham. Sonny Sonny Lanham. Predator. Yeah, Sonny Lanham. Sonny Lanham. That's what you call from Predator, Predator, right? Yeah, that's his name. That's his name, Sonny Lanham. Yeah, he's always great. Predator, right? Yeah, he was actually mad. He was he was he played Billy Bear in Forty Eight Hours. Yeah, yeah, he's always in. I heard he was actually like legit tough guy, like behind the scenes, like. He was oh, nice. Yeah. He was easy to work with, but just don't fuck with him. Apparently, he was just like he could handle himself. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. you know, All right, it, so we got your shame. favorite hill. Yep. 
Delta Force Two and the Hitman. Uh huh. What did you love about the Hitman? It was different, man. It was like you know when you watched it, you you know you thought that you know you figured you did. Did you watch? Did you see it? Dude, it's been years. I saw it on TV once when I was really young. Okay. But I need yeah, to rewatch it. Though. It's hard. It's hard to find. It's hard to find, man. I mean, but I mean, you could you could rent it online for like two dollars. Yeah. But it was fun because you know it's like you don't get to see Chuck as a bad guy that much. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he's he's not just a bad guy. He's a bad guy with a good heart. You know what I'm saying? Badass and with a heart he, of gold. And then he wants re- and then he wants revenge. Yeah, and he, he wants revenge too. So it's like, okay, cool. And it all works out. So I was just like, oh, oh, oh man, like you know when he that ending when fucking uh, when he put the, when he put the dude in the chair, hung him out the window, and, and blew his ass up into pieces, uh, sitting in the chair. That shit was epic. And that's not on Blu-ray either, huh? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't even. Own, I can't even say shit because I don't own a Blu-ray, man. I still got. I got two DVD players here, and I, and I don't even own a Blu-ray. Hey, I'm still buying DVDs, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Hey, All right, we're getting into guilty pleasure. Might as well buy them now. I know. We're getting into guilty pleasure territory here. I actually did see in theater Sidekicks and Top Dog. <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> guilty. I'm guilty. I me too. Uh, but it was it was you know it was a fun outing because I my mother really wanted to see. She likes Chuck Norris. She really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go out to a movie, so we went to go see Top uh-huh. Dog, and she she enjoyed it. But Sidekicks, I went with my dad, and um, you know it's cheesy, I, I it's it. cheesy, but the the, the finale yeah. is is a blast. You know, Joe Piscopo versus Chuck Norris is still oh, hilarious. Yeah. It's still yeah. funny because he beats the shit out of him. He's a he's a he's a he's a prick, man. I met I met when I was working in the airport. He, he, you know, he's such a fucking prick, man. Really? You know, he came up as another guy, Joe Piscopo. Yeah, really. Oh, my God, yeah. What you know what's what, funny? He what lived happened? down a block from me, too. When I lived in Newark, New Jersey, he lived down the fucking block from me. Well, what did he do? You said he was well, a prick. I, what happened? Yeah. Well, I let him, I had I had him go to the gate and, and bring him in. And uh, because he, he, he wanted to buy, uh, at the time, it was called the Palm Trio 650, which was like, before we have what we have now, it was like a like a like a like a kind of like a tablet and a cell phone or whatever. Okay. And and we had it for like for like five hundred dollars or whatever, which was the cheapest at the time. And I brought him in. He tells me, "Oh, hey," and I'm talking to him about sidekicks or whatever. And he was he he came off nice or whatever. And then when I tell him it's five hundred dollars, he's like, "Oh man, that's kind of expensive. You can't give me a, you can't give me a discount. You know who I am." And I'm like, "Damn, okay." And then he starts getting pissed off or whatever. And he's like, ah, ah, so I had to give him a 10% discount or whatever. Cause then he started saying, Oh man, you know, you, we grew, I, you know, I used to live down a street from you on 12th street and, and you can't do this for me. And I'm like, I'm in, in my mind. I'm like, dude, like you're fucking, you got so much fucking money. Yeah. yeah it doesn't make any you're sense. You're complaining about fucking $30. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what and that so, means, right? You know what that means, right? He hurting. Yeah. He, he penny pinching. Fucking guy. <laughs> So you know, so I, I I so I gave it to him anyway, and then he yeah. goes here. Here's my here's my here's my business card. Uh, we're gonna be doing a mafia show in the old area, in the old uh, on the old block or whatever. So yeah. give me a call. I call him. He answers the phone, and I, he's like, "Hello." I'm like, "Hey, 
Joe, how you doing? It's Frank Correa. He's like, he's like, who? I was like, Frank Correa. He goes, don't you ever fucking call my phone again. And he hangs up, he hangs up the phone. I was like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? What? And uh, I then, yeah, yeah. Like, he just came, he just, out of nowhere, he just fucking snapped on me. Like, and then, um, Somebody told me that that he's not he's not all he's not all up there and shit like that. So I was just like, you know what? That's possible. It makes sense. <laughs> that's possible. Well, that sucks. You had to experience that asshole isms yeah, there. Man. But yeah, maybe he's, yeah, maybe man. some personal things he's going through. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Well, anyway, he was not the reason. Yeah, uh, what you call? What is it? <sighs> is it dead heat? What's the name of that movie? Oh yeah, that was that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. that was he was not the reason Dead Heat was awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fucking uh, Chief Williams, uh, you know, was 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 doing his thing at the time. So yeah, that's another know, very underrated movie. Well, a Dead Heat, right? Yeah, very underrated movie. That's a, a fun. Uh, you know, movie. a lot of people haven't heard of it, man. A lot of people are yeah. like, "Oh shit, what the fuck is Dead Heat?" I'm like, "Yo, go watch it. Watch it." It's crazy. See, it's like man, me, it's like me and you can do more videos, man. We got to let the world know. <laughs> yeah. Underrated like movies. Yeah, Tango and uh, Dead Heat is like Tango and Cash with zombies, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I don't think we need to go any further. I think we've covered the classics here. And uh, it yeah, is they're... always awesome talking to a fellow Chucker, a fellow Chuck fan. Yeah. And uh, before we wrap it up, let's see here. Before we wrap it up, uh, what's the next project you're you're working on right now? Just let us know uh, which, which well, one you're working actually, on. Well, actually, my uh, right now, I, and we're in post production for my uh, my latest film, Extraction Point, which is a sci-fi action film. Yeah. Um, and um, and then uh, as of Jul- at the at I say like in Jul- probably by excuse me by the probably about the end of July uh, we're, we're gonna start shooting my very first I'm doing a remake which I don't approve of remakes unless you know unless you know there's this probable cause basically so yeah when I That's shot fine. my first feature film back in 2005 2006 it was um, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We were punk- we were hitting each other for real. We didn't know how to fucking edit. We didn't know anything. So yeah. I said, you know what? It's been 14 years or whatever. So I'm remaking my my first film, which is called The Prey, and okay. uh, it, it's basically it's basically uh, I made the movie based off of Avenging Force with Michael Dudikoff. Nice, another classic. Which was actually which which actually was Invasion USA two part two, but Chuck Norris couldn't do it, so they gave it to Michael Dudikoff. Why would they? But what Invasion USA? Like why? Why? What? Avenging Force just yeah. fits the movie Parts, a little bit was, better. <laughs> yeah. If you look, if you watch Avenging Force, if you watch Avenging Force, just listen. Matt Hunter was in Invasion USA. CIA ex, ex, uh, CIA operative Matt Hunter. Okay. Uh, Avenging Force. Matt Hunter. CIA operative. Oh. Chuck couldn't do it because he was doing he was doing Code of Silence at the time, I believe. So oh. they said, "Hey, yes." So they said, "Hey, um, you know what? American Ninja, pre- American Ninja did pretty fucking good." So Chuck didn't want to do that. So let's give, 
yeah, he can't do Avenging Force. So, why, I mean, Avenging USA Part 2, Avenging Force. Let's just call it Avenging Force and give it to Michael Dudikoff and keep everything the same. Yeah. And the rest was history. Yeah. A lot of people think that that's uh, uh, Dudikoff's best acting in Avenging Force, his best acting performance. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I would say it, 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 I would say that one. Uh, I would say that one. And I would say he did a movie called Platoon Leader. Mm. And it, it's not a martial arts movie. It's a Vietnam movie. But yeah. I, I think he did a really good job in there. You know what I mean? Nice. Like he, you know, uh, you know, that was it. But like, like, I think, uh, after Avenging Force, after, after American Ninja 2 came out, that was it. Like, like, like he, everything he did just went straight to video. You know right. what I mean? Right. Until, until he got the TV show Cobra or whatever. Yeah. How was that show? Have you seen oh, it? Oh, it was great. I loved it. I used to watch it. Like, I should watch it religiously, but then you it can only actually, had one season. So you can actually buy it, I think, on Amazon Prime. I mean, on uh, on Amazon, yeah, you can actually buy 12, it. I think it's twelve episodes, nine episodes, or twelve. Yeah, I'm actually tempted just to have it just for fun. But I actually met the director yeah. of uh, I met the director of Avenging Force. Oh yeah, really nice guy, man. I got my picture with him, and my brain is failing me because I'm old. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out his name. What was his name? Damn it! I know I'm fired. Hold on. I'm going to look it up right now before we end it. Yeah, yeah. very nice guy, man. Hold yeah, on. Well, that's the reason why I made the prey. The, you know, uh, did you ever see the movie Ravenous or no? Oh, yeah, I love that movie. Okay, so basically my, my movie The Prey is basically Avenging Force and Ravenous mixed together. What? Yeah, Dude, it's, it's basically... Sounds, that's kind of fucking being, cool. <laughs> yeah, Sam Furstenberg. Yes, yes, yeah, fucking guy, man. Yeah, great guy, man. Sam Furstenberg, he's he's great. But dude, ravenous and, and surviving the game. Force. Yes, dude. all together. That's fucking cool, man. That's pretty dope. Yeah, so I'm looking they, forward to it. Yeah, all right, I mean, man. This was fun, my brother. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. you having me on, man. Yeah, man. And you, you know, I look forward to doing a lot more videos with you because you. We're on the same wavelength. You're in my head. I'm in your head. You know, we like the same type of movies, so we'll be talking for hours. So, (laughs) yeah, we'll do more in the the future. Yeah, man. I'll hit you up, and you'll hit me up if there's something you want to talk about. And we'll get it going, man. Get it cracking because we love the genres. We love sci-fi, horror, martial arts. We love movies, man. And this is why we do what we do. So keep doing your thing, brother. And uh, those of you that are watching and listening to us you right keep now, doing your thing. Oh, well, I will <laughs> uh, when I can, when I'm not working. But <laughs> all right, man. Before we end this, really quick, really, really, really quick, I got you something, brother. I got you a gift. Oh shit! I got you this Delta Force VHS looking uh, case box thing we got going here. With a Delta Force T-shirt inside, and it says uh, "Sleep Tight, Sucker" on the T-shirt. <laughs> yep. So this is for you, brother. Just kind of send me your information. I'll send it to you. But I got this for you. I appreciate. 
I appreciate that, man. I really yeah, do. Yeah, man. I really, I really do. You can wear the shirt That's crazy. or you can just leave it in the VHS box because it's fun to look at. So. <laughs> hey, nah. I'll actually, I'll actually wear the shirt. Hey, <laughs> there you go. That's for you, my brother. Enjoy. On the next just podcast, on the, on, the next, on the next interview, I'll wear it. All right, cool. So enjoy this, brother. Just send me your information when you can, and uh, I'll send this to you. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But, uh, yeah, those of you that are watching and listening, uh, don't forget you can uh, follow us and listening to the podcast on FM Anchor and Spotify if you guys are on the road. And you can also uh, find out, find out, find out, find, I can do this, our podcast on YouTube as well. So I'd like to thank all you badasses for watching. Make sure you check out Frankie's work. You should be able to find him on Facebook. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Perfect. 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 Perfect.